0: You are listening to freedom church stl if you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry please visit freedomchurchstl.com thank you for listening and enjoy this message let's do this let's get our bibles out come on i've got a i think i've got and it's always timely the word is always timely you understand that right you know, everybody always just says, Oh, I've got a, a timely word. Man, anytime you pick up the Bible and get into the word, it's timely. It is living and active. You understand that? You now, I was talking to my friend uh, Chris Lee, and he had texted me, and, and he's been working on this devotion through James, and, and he's just talking about how he's just got all of this stuff, and he's put together all of these things, and every time he looks at it, there's something else. And I'm like, That's because it's alive, man. That's because every time, we can read the same passage today and tomorrow and the next day, and because it is live, it never goes stale. And it's always right on time in that moment. I mean, that's what I love about it. That's what I absolutely love about it. Let's do this. Let's get our Bibles out. I love this time of year because I get to touch on a story like, kind of like the Christmas story. I, got to, I get to begin to teach some from the Christmas story because any time I would try to do this in the middle of the year or in April, people would just, they would just their heads would go on tilt. They're like, wait a second, you can't, you can't teach that stuff until December. Well, it's December and so now we can dig out some truths from it. So let's pray before we jump into this, all right? Father God, I thank you so much for your word. We do, we thank you that it is not stale. We thank you that it is alive, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, that it's able to divide us to our very core. Father, today as we get over your word today as a community, I know that we're gathered not just in this room but in, in houses and in cars and in bedrooms and in couches all over the place right now, gathering over the room. And one thing I know is that your Holy Spirit is present. And because of that, we just, we. We just tell you right now that our ears are open and our hearts are to receptive to whatever you have to speak to us today. Father, let us be obedient in whatever you have for us and walk in life. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody would say, amen, amen. All right, well, I want you to go. We're gonna be in two different places today, just two different passages, but I want you to see some this kind of supernatural occurrence. And obviously the whole story of the miracle birth is a a supernatural occurrence. But I want you to kind of see it from like a 50,000 foot level and see kind of some of the intricacies that we kind of miss. But see that maybe the beauty and and maybe a truth that God has for us today in it. So I want you to go to Luke chapter 2 and also in Matthew chapter 2. We're going to kind of look at these two different journeys, because there are two different journeys that are taking place kind of simultaneously. They're they're both kind of taking place. One started and then one finished, and they're all kind of meeting in one place. And if you know the stories in these two passages, you know what I'm already talking about. We see the first story of, uh, of, of Mary and Joseph and you already know the story of, uh, of the angel coming and speaking to Mary and now there's a child and Joseph kind of freaks out, but then he's like, then an angel comes and he's like, all right, cool, let's do this thing. And they go off and then all of a sudden in the middle of this supernatural moment, a very mundane thing takes place in Matthew a governmental (laughs) plan comes in in the middle of this thing and says you got to pick up from where you're at guys and I need you to go somewhere else because there's a census and so you see this journey begin for Mary and Joseph they pick up from where they're at Mary obviously pregnant come on we know this story Mary's obviously pregnant and she take do- they take off and they go and they check at the Drury and they check at the Residence Inn and they check at Red Roof and they've even gone to the Budget Motel. Nothing, nothing is available, right? And yet they find themselves in a manger. They find themselves basically in a barn or a cave. And, and basically they find themselves in, in, in giving birth to the Savior of the world. We see this in Matthew chapter 2. We see this journey where they end up through very mundane things where God has moved them and positioned them right where he was at. You understand that none of this was by accident. None of this was by accident. The very positioning of where God moves them through a very mundane act of a census called on by the government. The government said, hey, I need you to go there. And so they had to go but I want you to see there's another journey that's beginning on the other side of this, and sometimes we miss the fact that, there is, that there are su- there's a supernatural positioning going on. We look over in Luke chapter 2, and this story is in 1 through 7, and this is where all of a sudden, during this same time, in a far-off land, these wise men of the East, they see something in the air. Now you have to understand something, these aren't believers. They're looking at the skies for different things and interpreting different things, but they see in the sky something appears and it affects them. It affects them so much to the sense that they have to begin to make a pilgrimage to find out what's going on. And what they see is a star. What they see is a star in the heavens, a star so great and so bright that they go, somebody, there must be a king, there must be a great man associated with that. The heavens are speaking. Let's go find it out. So see this just for a moment. I, I need you to see all of this before we get into the practicals because sometimes we miss the supernatural in this moment and we, we just go, yeah, it's, it's Jesus, the virgin birth and we, we see that that's just the big moment. Man, there is even something else is going on here. So this star appears. The star that's not even talked about in the story of Mary and Joseph is now appearing to people far off. Mary and Joseph are starting in this journey. In fact, they have Jesus and they're there stationed in Bethlehem and that's where they're at. And all the while as God positions them mundanely through the government actions, all of a sudden there's a star appearing and from the east men are singing going, we're journeying that direction, all converging on one place, all headed in one direction, but all being taken there by different means. One's being directed there by a mundane action. One's being directed there by by a governmental system and a census that needs to be done. We gotta go get counted by the government. And so Mary and Joseph go, but then all of a sudden, a star appears and these men begin to journey. They begin to make this journey so great and so far that when they get there, they realize, they they know, they've studied and they go, this is a sign of the king of the Jews. So where do they end up? You see this in Luke chapter 2. They end up going straight to Jerusalem because if the king of the Jews is going to be born, it's got to be in Jerusalem. What they don't realize is they're six miles off course. Because they show God started this journey and then the star appears and so they head to Jerusalem and when they get there, they seek out and they go, where is the king of the Jews, where is this being born? And we know the story, we know that the ruler of the time gathers all around, gathers all the scribes together and they say, where is he supposed to be? And they point him and they say, Jerusalem. And all of a sudden the wise men go, where? Point us in that direction and all of a sudden the stars appear again the star appears again over Jerusalem right in front of them. And they go, yep, that's it. And so they make that pilgrimage six miles away from Jerusalem. They head to Bethlehem and they converge on that one place in that one moment in Bethlehem, both getting there in a different way. Why do I bring this story up? Because most of us know this. Most of us know this story. Most of us understand. We, we know the story of the virgin birth. We know the story of, uh, of Mary and Joseph. We even know the story of the wise men. Now, we always think that they got there the second she gave birth, but Jesus has already been born. But I want you to see that God supernaturally supernaturally, not even being known to Mary and Joseph is positioning them directly underneath the very thing that he is using somebody else to be led to take care of them and to bring provision. Mary and Joseph never talk about a star. Mary and Joseph never say, yeah, we must go to Bethlehem because we'll be sitting directly underneath that star. We'll be directly where we're supposed to be because this is where it's supposed to all take place. No, no, no. They were just going because they knew that this is what they had to do. They were consumed with just taking care of the family unit. And the family unit, the government says, we got to go do this. And so a mundane action takes them and positions them supernaturally right below where God was using the very thing to direct somebody else to their position. Now, I I could just stop there and just go, see, God's real. I could. I could just stop there and just go, that's enough, man. I don't need any more of that. But how do we take that? Where's some truth in that that we can kind of take some practical applications for ourselves today? Well, let's just do this. Let's just kind of break the two stories down, the two journeys down, and grab some truths for ourselves. You know, I, I think in this time, I think about me and Sonia and our family in this time where God is, I, I feel like he's drawn us back. Obviously, we've all been kind of drawn back through isolation, through this kind of very mundane task of, of isolating ourselves, protecting those around us, you know, six feet, protect the community, all that stuff. So we're being drawn back And I think about that, that that, I don't even look at that like, like God spoke to us in the beginning of this and said, oh, draw back. No, it was just, it was just this thing that happened in the natural, right? A sickness took place. Everybody said, we got to back up. And so everybody gets drawn back. I want you to understand, and I look at this for myself, I want you to understand that there are times that God can use even the mundane to position you in the right place, to be at the right time, in the right space to complete His will for your life. Did you hear what I just said? There are times that God can use what we would see as mundane and even an annoyance And an even something that seems so out of place, and like, man, I don't want to do this. Man, I got a pregnant wife, and I got to ride a donkey just for the government to go count me. You mean I got to go sit in my house and draw back from the people I love and be away from? Man, and the government sell me to do this? Man, I don't want to do that. But listen, there are times when God can use the even, the mundane, and the natural. And the natural cause is to position you purposefully in the right position, to be at the right spot, at the right time, in the right place. And I feel like that is timely for us right now. I feel like it is very timely for us to understand that Just as Mary and Joseph, follow me on this, please don't dismiss this as just a Christmas story. These were real people, real flesh and blood. Do you not think at any moment that when they found themselves in a manger, in a Bethlehem city, in a place that they weren't supposed to be, they had a house. They were somewhere where they were already established, ready. The baby's room was already painted. The nursery was already put together. They had already got the diaper genie in the right place. And then all of a sudden the plans change and they're told to go somewhere else and they find themselves in means that are below what they probably had already established established. You track with me on this? There are times that God can pull us back, and if we are not careful, if we are not careful, we can look at those things as mundane and miss the very positioning of God. You have to understand something. Him God using this census to position Mary and Joseph, to position them in Bethlehem, not only positioned them, for them to be in the right place for provision to come to them through people they didn't even know that were coming from underneath the star that they didn't even recognize was above them. and means that were well below probably what they had around family that they probably already had. You have to understand, if at any moment they would have just said, you know what, let's just go back. We've done our census, let's just go back. Let's take the kid, let's go back. Let's just go somewhere else. But they didn't minimize that God had positioned them there. They didn't minimize the fact that they saw something. They were established enough to know, I believe we are where we are supposed to be. And so even if this doesn't feel right, even if it feels weird, even if I look around me and I see that this isn't my norm, if God has me here, it is for a reason and I'm not gonna run out of it until he tells me to. I'm not gonna leave this position, I'm not gonna leave this position to go chase down provision or go chase down my want to's because what I don't realize is my protection is where God has placed me. You're hearing me today. Now, let me just stop right here because I I am, I get anxious when I talk about God positioning us places and where God has us is where he wants us and to see that I get I get anxious about that because I worry that somebody might be watching down that lens and you might be in a place that got you that you got there through a life of sin and you're still in that sin God isn't blessing that so let me just tell you that this message is not for you if you look at your surroundings and where you are at is because of sin and you're still in that, then the message that you need today is to repent. Repent and change your ways and find the place that God has for you and then go be there. That where you're at is not what God has for you. So don't get this twisted. Don't take this as a word from God. of, Oh, God, I know I got here through sin, and I know my sin is still evident in this place. Oh, God, must be to just say, no, no, no. He wants you to pack up and get out of that sin. Get out of it. Now for you, child of God, if God has drawn you back, this message is for you, for you, child of God, where you find yourself in a place that doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel normal. Men, our normal life is this and our normal provisions, are this. it doesn't feel right. I am telling you, do not dismiss the mundane positioning of God. Don't do it. Don't, don't pack up and chase down or try to chase down other things until he tells us to. Now, Let's look at the other side, because some of us through the beginning of this journey, man, I remember going back like 10 months ago when God started us on this thing and God began to work things in us and God began to say we're gonna go on a journey of changing patterns in our life, right? We're gonna go on this journey and he's gonna give us away. And God began to direct us and show us patterns and and give us things. And and, then we started that journey kind of like those wise men in the East. Man, they saw something. They didn't know where it was gonna lead. But man, they were going in that way. Well, for you, listen to me. If you find yourself on that journey, if you find yourself going in the direction that God has for you, but you've come to a place where you're like, I've been on this journey, but I've come to this place and I, I haven't really found it, I haven't got to the end of it. In fact, you've even kinda written in what you think the obvious result is gonna be, right? You've ended up in the proverbial Jerusalem. You've ended up where you think the obvious ending to that story is. Well, what I, ask you, what I ask you to do is just simply pray. I ask you, if you're in that moment and you've, you, you, God, you know that God has set a pattern in you and you've been chasing that down, God, I, I, God, I believe that you started this in me. God, I believe that you started me on this journey. God, I believe that you wanna take me to where I'm supposed to be, but I don't feel like I'm in. I'm in a place where I think it's obvious that you should be, where I am obviously think I'm supposed to be, but it ain't here. Well, then stop. Seek out otherwise men, seek out the word of God, pray. Because sometimes we kind of fill in the ending of our story with what we think should be the obvious ending. And what we're, if, we're, if we're not careful, we can miss Bethlehem by six miles. Did you hear what I just said there? I know that's kind of conceptual. I know that's kind of like, I know that's, I'm kind of beating that analogy to death a little bit and, and expanding it, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. Sometimes we run down the path of God and we never finish that journey because we just go to what we think is gonna be the obvious results. I tell you, if you're kind of in that place right now like those wise men, man, where is he? Where is he? Pray. Say, Father God, I, I believe that you started this journey in me. I believe that you started this pattern in me and I want to see it through to completion. I want to see it through to your goodness is working in me. I want to see your goodness in the land of the living. I want to see life in me in this area. So show me, what, what am I missing? Where am I off on this? I, I, I haven't turned back. I haven't headed back east, but I, I kind of had a at a roadblock. Where am I supposed to go? I promise you, I promise you, Man, that light will come back on. Bethlehem will be lit up. Finish the course. Finish the journey in this. I want you to see this. God sometimes can can get people to where they're supposed to be, whether be whether it be through a supernatural direction of a starting of a new pattern or a mundane thing, but it's all leading to being in the right space, right where they're supposed to be. Think about it. Mary and Joseph stayed exactly where they were supposed to be. They ended up in Bethlehem, underneath a star that they never even talked about, in a place that fulfilled prophecy that they never even talked about. And they were in a place not knowing that all along provision was coming. Frankincense, gold, myrrh, all of a sudden were gonna be presented to them, taken care of showing that God was involved even when they didn't see them in the mundane. And on this other side of this journey, the wise men traveling, following what God has had for them, following what, the sign that God had for them, chasing down this pattern, but coming to a roadblock, but then seeking out more. Father, show me where to go. Show me what to do man, they both end up in the same place.
1: <laughs> and I love it.
0: I, I love this dualness of this beauty in this story. I love that there's provision for the family. And I love that there's a moment where, where the wise men get to worship. I, I love that it's both. It's not just, it's not just one. I love that it, he, he looks after both in this journey. So let's make this really practical for us, saints. For us, listen to me. For us, I just encourage you today. I just encourage you that there is always safety and obedience. Safety and obedience of walking through is sometimes what we would consider mundane because sometimes that mundane is leading us to the perfect position for God to do what he wants to do in our life. Be obedient through that. There's also obedience that when God sets off a pattern and says, this is the way, when he shows us and says, I'm giving you a signpost, follow it. Run that thing down until you get to me. What I am saying for both of these sides of this story, for both of these sides of this journey, the main factor is obedience. The main factor and the main thing and the main truth that we can take out of it is obedience making sure that we are obedient to the end and making sure that we are obedient even in the mundane. When we have a sign or if we just have a census, either way, God, I just want to be obedient in where you are directing me. And Father, I want to be obedient in where you've placed me. Because I know if I am obedient in those areas that there will be provision, there will be protection, there will be direction. That is the place for me to be, for me and my house. That's where we will be. When we feel pulled back and we look around and we go, this doesn't feel right, I'm gonna be obedient. I'm going to see you in this. I'm going to see you're working in this. I'm going to trust you in this. When you've shown me, even in the midst of that, this is a way out of this. There's a signpost. Father, I'm going to be obedient in that. I, I might be, a be I You might actually be on both of these journeys at the same time. God might be pulling you back through the mundane and in the same moment giving you a direction, a signpost that says, now follow me here. You might be in both areas. What I beg of you is to stay obedient. This child of God, (laughs) I was about to say that in this moment, obedience is, is always smart. Every moment, obedience is smart. There is not a time in a child of God's life that obedience is not the right choice, never. And so if I give you anything today, if we can pull anything from these stories today, It is simply this, be obedient. Be obedient in where he has placed you and be obedient in the things that he's called you in. There is safety in that, there is provision in that and he is in it, even when we sometimes don't see it. I hope you hear me today. I hope you hear me through these simple stories, through these simple stories that we've all just kind of turned into child stories. And we see that there was a God in the middle of all of this, directing, orchestrating, planning, protecting, providing in all of it. And if he did that for them, he's gonna do it for you. That's the thing I know. He's no respecter of persons. He's not gonna just do this for me. He's not gonna just do this for Ryan. He's not gonna just do this for Megan or Sonia. He's not gonna just do this if you're in leadership at a church. Give me a break. There are no haves and haves nots in the kingdom. Man, if you are his child, then he will position you where you are supposed to be. You just, you have to be obedient to listen and he will guide you in the paths that lead to him. You just have to be obedient and walk. I hope you hear me today. Simple truths, man. I mean, what else do I have? Just simple truths. Be obedient to what he has for you. Pretty simple today. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you so much. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for that it's alive, that it is shaping us, that it's maturing us up on day after day after day. Father, I, I thank you that we will see you in the mundane and we will see you in the direction and we will be obedient in all things. For our sake, no, for your sake, for your kingdom's sake. Father, I pray for the community and the family of Freedom Church. And I pray that you keep us. I pray that you keep us far from sickness and keep our bodies strong and our minds strong and our minds focused on you. Let distractions be cast down. Let our eyes be constantly on you. I thank you for it. Guys, we love you guys. We'll see you guys later in the week. We'll see you guys online. Reach out to each other. Reach out to your community. Reach out to those around you. Reach out to uh, people that don't have your last name. Let's be mature this week, guys. Come on, Freedom Family. We can do this. I love you guys, and we will see you and talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 9400 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.